Hi, Amari. I'm Nick. And Mexico! <laughs> Get it? What? Because <laughs> Canada. Uh, Canada! Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, hello, <laughs> welcome to this episode of Postpone. I'm sorry about that one, A mate. Oh my uh, lord, most... don't even talk to me. <laughs> um, welcome to this episode of Postpone. This is, in fact, the 55th episode of the Postpone podcast, the official Ooh. podcast of, of, uh, of Pone on YouTube. I always say Paul West Nick and Ari gets upset at me because his name is not represented. No. You're right, um, it's Ford Westnick. Well, we don't just have Ari with us today. We have another person with us today. We have none other than Rita. She's our very special guest today. Uh, hello. Hi. Welcome. Uh, my name is Rita. T- t- tell, us, t- tell us just a little about yourself. What, 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 what brings you here today? Um, just say I you like movies, in... you know? I, I do. Um, I mean, I was invited and I'm here. This is to what talk happens when you listen to the podcast. My... You could be on the podcast. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's actually, yeah. If you listen to the podcast five times, <laughs> you'll be invited. Send That's us your resume and job application. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, today is the day after Christmas when we record this. Did everyone have a nice Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm glad you had a nice Christmas. <laughs> I very much did. All right. I had a Merry Christmas, Nick. I did not have a nice one. You had a very Merry Christmas? Well, that's just Jolly Wesley. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, We got a good episode lined up today. We have two movies. We have uh, uh, two very similar films, uh, a Japanese anime from the 80s and a documentary about a guy who thinks he's a bear. Speaking of guys, Um, James Bond. Bond. (laughs) You're not competing with anyone for this segue, Ari. Hey, that was a... That was a no pressure. Ari, go ahead and kick us off with the news. The old MGM. Uh, the Hollywood studio MGM, and that studio has put itself up for sale because of all the rocketing prices for content and TV streaming. Uh, they've been looking specifically with to look. Um, yeah, sorry, I almost sneezed. I was. Look, they're looking specifically at Netflix and Apple. Can I? Can I buy the Lion? Okay, I just want the Lion. <laughs> You're gonna have to bring that up with them. I okay. I'm- I'm shocked that that I actually didn't know that that they were saying, "Hey, Netflix bias." This is like one of one of like the twenties original major studios. I'm shocked that they're like, "Yeah, Netflix, have at it." You know, oh, you you said five billion. They're valuing themselves. Yeah, at? more than five billion, quote unquote, or three point seven five mm-hmm. billion uh, pounds. So oh. there you oh. go. Oh, so they they want to be bought by uh, the the beans and toast. Um, yeah. But the, the men, <laughs> I don't know anything that's made in recent. Don't I don't. <laughs> Let's just talk about our next thing. Wait, wait, wait no, I have a question though, because like when you're buying oh. MGM, like what do you get? You get the IPs and you get like the the lots. Well, if they're selling their it? entire, yeah, I guess they would. So it's like it's like Disney buying studio. Fox. It's like, but like, what does MGM have? Oh, James Bond. Like that's it. Then they used know. to have like um, Tom and Jerry. Why would they no longer? Oh, that's Warner Brothers, isn't it? No, he he's right. Tom and Jerry is uh, like an MGM. Hanna Barbera is an MGM property, I think. Oh, but so I don't they know can they make still Flintstones live action. Everyone is real except for the Flintstones are animated. The Flintstones. <laughs> the dinosaurs the... are real. They they're like the Goombas from Mario. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. We're done talking about MGM. Speaking of video games, such as Mario, uh, a movie that has is somewhat based on video games, but actually based on a book, 
Ready Player One is getting a sequel. Oh. Uh, guess what it's no. called? Ready Player <laughs> One Two, uh, except minus the one. It's just Ready Player Two, based uh-huh. off of his uh, book. So I guess he wrote a sequel book. I don't know. Nick and I read Ready Player One. I don't think either of us have read Ready Player Two. Uh, we've also I didn't even know there was a Ready Player Two book. I, I had like heard about it. Yeah, but um, we we've seen the movie. It sounds like Rita has seen the movie as well. Um, but yes, they're making a sequel. Uh, they don't have a writer. They don't have a director yet. All we know is that Ernest Klein, the author of the books, said, uh, quote, It's in the early stages right now, especially since Hollywood is in limbo right now. But I can tell from the experience of making the first movie that everybody had a lot of fun. Um, no, well, he didn't say it was good. He just said they had fun. So I don't, I don't know. know about Maybe. the people who saw it having fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's fine. The book's all right. The movie's kind of like, eh, like... The movie the is as... kind of fun, in a way. Have it, you seen the has, Have you seen it, it has, Have we all seen I've this? I've seen Ready Player One. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've all seen this movie. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, how excited are we for the sequel? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> devastated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Happy. I don't know if there's any movies left to reference. They kind of like used the them all up in the in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. I think maybe it's the '90s, right? Because the last one was like mm. the '70s and the '80s or whatever. I don't know, man. Um, like they they took like a, like an okay book and then got rid of like all the interesting parts like how the main character is fat they just made him like <laughs> Ty Sheridan now um, uh-huh. so and like the girl is also supposed to be fat but now she's skinny uh, so you know and they also made a generally very mediocre film um, I'm so sorry you had to sit through that Rita finish us off with whatever whatever your news topic is no worries um so Daft Punk is going to release a new extended version of the Tron Legacy soundtrack um, on Spotify and Apple Music. Honestly, as a Daft Punk fan, I'm not terribly excited about this because I think it's just an excuse for them to not make new music, but that's just me. Correct me if I'm wrong, the last thing they made was this soundtrack, right? Uh, Yeah, but I think in terms of- Tron Legacy came out a while ago. Yeah, it was like 2010. Yeah, they well, yeah, they made like I was... the album after that, like the like Get Lucky, I'm Up All Night to Get Lucky album. The point is, it's been a, it's been too long, and I think this uh-huh. is just like a distraction. It was the score um, for that good. Yeah, I... Or sorry, soundtrack. I've I don't think any of us have yeah. seen this movie. Have you seen it's it? It's amazing. It's okay. it's amazing. The soundtrack. I like it. I've I've heard parts of the soundtrack. It is it is good. It's the only thing I know about the movie is some of the songs. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like I like it's a Daft Punk. Yeah. Um, it's it's like yeah. a video. It's a it's basically a glorified music video for the uh-huh. album. Nice. Well, that's very nice. So this is just a longer extended music video. I mean, if you uh-huh. like the music, exactly. then you know maybe maybe you'll Tr- get Tron. Tron is a Tron's a movie with motorcycles. Was Starboy last thing they did? Yes, it is. It is. Was maybe. Ari, I just did Sorry. such a good segue, and you're talking what? about Starboy. I said, I to, said, oh, that... oh, 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 <laughs> motorcycles, yes, yes, Tron, light, light yes. motorcycles. All right, Rita, you came yep. on this podcast today, right? Agreed. Yep. And just you, wandered in here. I believe that your condition for appearing was that we watched Akira, right? That's how I yes. lured you on to the show. This is a movie you talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I need to ask this question, but why did you recommend this movie for us? Um, what what well, do you think about this movie, I guess? Um, I mean, it's been my favorite movie since freshman year of high school, so I've liked it for like mm-hmm. five years now. 
Um, and I honestly think, aside from a few minor things, I think that everything about it is perfect, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the soundtrack, I like the animation, I like the narrative, I like the themes, and I mm. thought it would be good to, I guess, recommend it to more people who might not think of watching it immediately unless someone recommended mm-hmm. it to them. So here I am, recommend having recommended yeah. it. Also, all our listeners are going to be watching it now, too. Oh, they better. We're spreading this across they the world. All ten of them. Um... <laughs> Well, you, you say that, but you've also been recommending me to watch it for two years, and I didn't until now, so... <laughs> the power of postpone. Yes. Yeah, this I is mean, the place yeah, to come when you point. want to force someone to watch a movie. Uh-huh. Um, Good point. All right. It's true. So, if if you want to sort of decide who... Or tell us, opinion, tell us what it's about. One, two sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Give right, it right. Short one, two sentence elevator pitch. That's a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> for this movie, it's a little tricky. Um, it's basically... No spoilers. The, it takes place in Neo-Tokyo, which is built on the ashes of a city, of uh, Tokyo, um, that has been destroyed by singularity, and um, it's corrupt, it's a horrible place to live, and the government is running these like clandestine um, experiments on children to replicate telekinetic powers, mm-hmm. and a biker gang kind of gets mixed up in this when one of the people in the gang runs into an escaping test subject and he has his own telekinetic powers awakened and then everything just nose dives from there and Mm -hmm. it's amazing but you know yeah yeah Uh, good job with that good description thank you okay thanks all right so of the people here wes had seen it before ari had never heard of it i i've seen the poster it's up to you what who, who do you want to talk about first um, I'll start with you since Wait, you invited shouldn't me. Shouldn't Rita do Jeez. her? Or does she already have her opinion? Me? She, she, well, she, she, she can talk about this for it, hours. Yeah, we'll, we'll get plenty yes, out I of can. her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you want yes. me to go first? Oh, oh no. Okay. Um. Oh, wait, wait. Disclaimer. I have loved this movie for so long that I've basically integrated this into my identity. So if you don't like it, you're on. Sex. So if you insult the movie, so you're saying you may go. So you're you're going to take it personally then. Uh, you're gonna. I'm kidding. Yeah, Honestly, if you give this thing anything any less than an eleven out of ten, Nick. <laughs> um. All right. We've done anime before on this show. We did your name. We did Paprika. Uh, both of those were Lucan recommendations. Um. And I think both of them were movies that we liked. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. I feel the same way. I say, this is a movie that I like. I, I, I understand it. No, I don't understand it. Let me make that very clear. I, I do not know what I just watched, right? If you asked me to explain any more of the plot than there is a gang of bike people and someone has telekinesis, I would not be able to explain it, right? That's my biggest problem. I, I know I know there are people on the internet who obsess over this film. I know people in person who obsess over this <laughs> film. Um, and I know that they all say you have to see it multiple times to understand it, right? We've talked about this before with, like, Mulholland Drive. If you have to see a movie more than once to understand it, it does that make it, like, l- legitimate or not, right? I think it does. The problem is... I don't know if I enjoyed this enough to to want to rewatch it enough times to understand it, right? That being said, 
gorgeous film. Maybe the most gorgeous animation I've seen on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the lights and, and explosions especially. Like, anytime oh there's God, a cloud yeah. in this movie, it just billows and it's fantastic. And there's all these, like, <laughs> there's, like, this one shot where, like, a helicopter just turns its light on and, like, the screen oh, oh, wait, no, looks no. great, right? All the motorcycles leave, like, trails of light behind them. That all looks great. There's disgusting things in this movie that also look fantastic. I have no clue what that amorphous blob at the end was, <laughs> but it was gross and I loved it. Um, but, like, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to say just because I don't... I don't know if I understand enough of this movie to even talk about it in any sustained way. Um, That's where I come in, so... <laughs> all good. That... I will also say that the version we watched, the version you had us watch, is the 2001 English dub, right? Mm-hmm. It's also the version that's free online. Um, I think every dub of every movie is bad. I've never seen a movie with a dub that's good, right? So I watched this movie and I said, this is probably really good if it's in Japanese, you know? I mean, I wouldn't know. Have you, you've, how many times have you seen this? Ten times. And you've never seen like the Japanese version, right? Um, I don't know. Normally when I watch anime movies, I've only ever seen them dubbed, so no. <laughs> facts! Facts! Dub is the way to go for anime movies. For movies, yeah, like... I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sub not dub, baby, but, you know... <laughs> I mean, same, we, we but, can like, talk about that. for movies, I make exceptions. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I might watch it again in future. I think you should. But, like, I... I don't know what I got out of this beyond, hey, that was pretty good looking. Um, That's fine. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't know if I understand it enough to, to say anything super positive about it. Okay. That's passable, I guess. <laughs> um, you can live seen it for another day. <laughs> You've seen it twice, right? So what are your this, thoughts this on this? is my second time seeing it. Right. Yeah, yeah, Which she asked for your thoughts I'm on it, brother. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. I'm going next. I'm going next. Okay. Yeah. I, I've seen this movie twice. I saw it the first time. I liked it. This time, I still like it. It's really good. Um, Period. Nick said, Stop there. You know, maybe you need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, okay, that's good. <laughs> Nick said, maybe you need to see this movie multiple times to understand it. I don't know, bro. Like, I understand it the same amount this time as I did the first time, which is to say, eh? I have theories, um, you know, but I, uh, I I like this a lot. I especially like the war- world it builds. Um, it reminds me a lot of this comic I read, which is maybe my favorite comic, uh, called Ronin, uh, which is also like sci-fi babies, so you know me. And, and you know, 2001, <laughs> it's the icon of our podcast. We like our sci-fi babies over here. Um, uh-huh. So I, I really like the world, the, like the futuristic uh, dystopian setting. Uh, it takes place in 2019, which was last year, and yes, <gasps> I, I can tell. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, in terms of like stuff, though, the second time watching it, it did feel a little slower than the first time, but I don't know if it was because I was tired, um, <laughs> because I did watch it at night, whereas the first time I watched it during the day. Uh, but Fair. also... Um, I will say, character-wise, um, it's about it's about like Tetsuo. It's about uh, the villain, like quote unquote. Um, it's not really about the main character or like the protagonist as much. And so I could see some people thinking it's lacking in terms of character, um, which it, it does feel devoid of that at times. 
uh, but the animation is great. The world is great. The music is great. Um, it's it's really it's really well done, entertaining, and it makes you think, and I like it. What a what? A... Okay, that's good. <laughs> Ari, how do you feel about this? <laughs> Ari, 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 you can be the one that likes it the most. <laughs> no, okay, oh, no. so I be careful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my <laughs> thing is. Of course, this the animation is beautiful, and I was about to come out with that. And also, I noticed the music a lot, which is either very good or very bad. Finally, someone's bringing up the music. Because, I mean, I don't usually notice music that much, but this one was... It was really catchy, and I liked a lot of the different themes that played throughout. So, I mean, it was really cool, and at the same time, I agree with Wes... What Wes like the I think the characters, even though it doesn't really focus on like the protagonist as much, I still feel like it was harder at times to follow, especially because of how like, especially like Canada's um, relationship with K is her name pronounced. Like it just mm-hmm. it just felt all so I don't know not half sleazy and half rushed, and also I I. Even that okay. same vibe, same vibe with the antagonist at times. I mean, you get more of it towards the end, but I never really found myself to really like fully appreciate it as I do a lot of times in other uh, movies. But overall, I think it is okay. a. It, it was. It's a really fun ride to go down. You know, especially if you're in the right mood. I'll take no, it. Like, like it um, is. I, it I'm is a good adventure. Speak in defense of it. Yeah, and I, and I will also say. That the the action scenes, especially like the motorcycle, like racing, like going down the freeway scenes, very very well done. Christopher Nolan, watch this. I don't know. I mean, he does very good motorcycle scenes as well. But um, like the the all the parts when they're like racing down a highway looks very good. Okay, I get um... Wes's name now. <laughs> it took Ari saying Canada oh. to to. Make me understand. Dude, he's spent, spends like the last half hour of this movie shouting Canada. Like, <laughs> well, you say, he it, doesn't yeah, say Canada. The, he says the name. I Canada. Heard Canada okay, okay. And I was right. trying to think, Canada. Does that have to do with Grizzly Man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Alaska. <laughs> I have to say, regarding um, so mm-hmm. the thing is, it's adapted from a six-volume manga. A lot of it was mm-hmm. cut out for the movie. Um, so, um, yeah. one addressing. Kaneda, he's actually not a huge part in the manga um, as much as Tetsuo is, so that could explain why he's not, you know, I guess as interesting to see mm-hmm. as Tetsuo. And also, uh, the romance between Tetsuo and K, oh no, Kaneda and K, um, is better established in the manga, but because a lot was cut out, uh, I can see how it's like a little. I guess it's more hinted that it's it's um, something that could potentially occur mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, but mm. in the manga, it's better stuff. I am. I do appreciate it that read? they don't make it like a three and a half hour movie to get all that in there. <laughs> oh though. God! It will. Have you will have you like read the the manga? Brain. I want to. Um, I haven't yet, which is weird, mm-hmm. but I will eventually. This, and this is this is directed by the guy that wrote it, right? Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, the guy who wrote the manga. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay, Ooh. so. Shall we do a little synopsis? Yes. I mean, like, it doesn't need to be super in-depth because, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, I can try. You can um, try. So... so we've established that Tetsuo gets powers. 
Right. Uh, I guess mm. focusing on that, um, he kind of, I mean, it's really obvious that he suffers from some kind of an inferiority complex and he has a lot of resentment because of that. Um, so it's a transition where he's no longer the person who has to answer to someone. He's, he's overwhelmed by this power that he's achieved. So, um, we kind of see how Kaneda is trying to pursue him and then ultimately, I guess, try to kill him to stop him from getting too powerful. And meanwhile, the, there are other espers who have the same power, but they're much younger. And so I guess they've got more of a grasp on this because when you are older and also just because of the nature of Tetsuo's anger, um, you're just not as stable with it. Uh, so they're trying to prevent him from getting too much power. And also Tetsuo is trying to make contact with Akira, who is basically the explosion you see at the beginning because he is the original Esper, and all of this is occurring because the government is trying to study the nature of his power, um, and he died. They buried him, and he's- Ooh, Wait, trying... he's the original? Yeah. Why is he number 28 then? Because like, I did think you he know, was the original, but also he's number 28. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> Let's start counting down the number of numbers. So they went yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, they're like, okay, so we know there's gonna be twenty eight of them. So we're just counting down. I, I honestly, I can't really defend that. I don't really know. I why think Akira's twenty eight, and then Tetsu was twenty eight. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Some people are numbers, maybe. but I just remember that Akira is not number one. Like, <laughs> no, but he's he's the first one that they're like basing off, um, as a blueprint for all the studies. So mm -hmm. that's as. I hope not as convoluted of a synopsis that it could have been. Yeah, I think that's good enough, probably. Okay, yeah. good. Because <laughs> that's really And then eventually Akira gets summoned and then takes... Yeah. And he gets um, transported Tetsuo. to another universe. I'm sorry, I feel so That's what... Right. Okay, okay, yeah. They, like, they birth like, another, a new universe, right? That's what the white... Yeah. That's what the white explosion is? It's, like, creating a new universe? Yeah. Um, also, obligatory Christian analysis. Uh, he says at the end, I am Tetsuo, so implying he's a god of a new universe now uh he and that's also why the doctor when he's noticing the growth pattern uh he's like oh my gosh this is like the big bang so he's basically uh -huh. again birthing a new universe and he's gonna start all over so yeah okay so i'm um, was the my brain <laughs> yeah it's a lot was the whole city i'm so sorry it wasn't evacuated right so the whole city died no uh, Except were they put into people. the new universe? No, it was just it was just Tetsuo no. I think Akira the new universe is just for the blue babies. Uh, they joined two. Yeah, they joined two because like Kaneda was caught in the light, and they're like he he has nothing to do with this. So they're like okay, we're gonna save him. So they sacrifice themselves. Kaneda, I guess, is rescued. Well, but the other and... millions of people that got you like... know what are it's it Kaneda <laughs> okay okay don't look over there. Yeah, ex I know, I know. He doesn't have no, a cool no, bike, like, so... Even the kids... Everyone kind of sucks in this movie, I'm gonna be honest. I can't yes, really defend Yes, this is anyone. correct. There are no good characters. No. Maybe K. I like K. I like the motorcycle. Kay. That's a good I like character. Dude, scientist, I'm obsessed maybe. with the motorcycle. This, no, no, I actually hate the scientist. Like, I don't like him at all, because all this could have been avoided had he not been so obsessed with, oh, this is for science. Like, uh, hello, 
you obviously know what has happened before because Akira, like you, we see the crater that Akira yeah. left at the beginning of the movie. What, 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 he fucking like destroyed a city and he caused World War Three. I don't know why the science is playing with the scientist is playing with. Well, he's here. just trying to. So I no, thought he was I trying to keep them from being like killed. I think like the the like the general yeah. is like, can you control this? Like, are you sure that if this kid becomes as powerful as Akira, that well, because I'm to, did the scientists um, do anything to, to give them powers? Uh, he experimented. I th- on I, th- them. I, I, th- I think what she's saying is that like. Yeah, I think what she's saying is that the scientists could have early on, instead of trying to study Tetsuo, just like, like knocked him off, and just yeah, kill, just well, killed him. That. So then he couldn't become that powerful. Mm. Like I don't know if this is a throwaway line or something I've noticed because I've seen this so many times. But when he's talking to the general, he's like, "I want to get him started on level seven capsules," which means he's like going from zero to a hundred with this Real kid just quick. because his growth pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Relatively to the other people, he seems like a guy I'd be okay having the lunch with. <laughs> to <laughs> each is, his own, Ari. <laughs> I'm gonna respectfully disagree. I don't like him. Yeah. No, wait, okay, okay, okay. Um, I think we should try to, like, limit the stuff about the plot, because I can, I can, like, feel Nick's, like, uh, ambivalence <laughs> towards the plot. I'm, um, I'm so sorry. I have so an sorry. appallingly small understanding. <laughs> but I just, I, just, I, just, I just have one question. And it's that, like, when Kaneda is in the explosion at the end, he sees, like, is it Akira's memories of, like, when he was a baby and they were first experimenting on him? Because um, he's in, see... he, he's one of the kids in the kindergarten, isn't he? Yeah. They um, say something so about that. We're not seeing Akira's memories. We're seeing probably one of the kids that were experimented Tetsuo's. on. I thought okay. we were no, seeing no, no. Tetsuo's. First we see yeah. Tetsuo's uh, memories, and then we Ari. see... I, I understood something. <laughs> Yay! Awesome. We're seeing memories of Akira. Like like he, Akira is uh, there. Yes, right? exactly. He's one exactly. of the kids. So if he's mm-hmm. one of the kids, like then they already had the power, right? Or no? Um no. So they they discovered Akira, and then they were like, let's see if we can trigger powers like his. So that's why they brought these kids in to test on them. I see. I see. see. So they didn't give them the powers. Them. They were just testing him. They were trying to awaken them because here's the thing. They say that this is like an evolutionary step above current humans. Like, oh, what if everyone has telekinetic powers? That's not how evolution works. Okay. You know what, Ari? <laughs> sci-fi movie. Ari, you bought into Super Mario, okay? <laughs> we're gonna like, evolve. Yeah, you liked Super Mario, Ari. <laughs> I, I, I understand if it's confusing. Um, thank you so much, like... I know, I, I could tell, like, it's kind of like, whoa, but, um, I don't know. It's, I, it's you know, I, I wish, I wish I could say more about this film that you very clearly love, but I, I can't. I, I just, my brain's like, oh, okay, I didn't understand what that was, let's just focus no on, worries. on the technical hey, it's stuff. It's more of an excuse right? to watch it again, you know? Exactly. Well, <laughs> I do. I do um, really enjoy like Tetsuo's descent into madness. Like I, like I said, mm-hmm. I think that's like probably the most interesting character arc and plot point of this movie is is following him. It, it's like it's like Chronicle if Chronicle was good, you know. Like <laughs> uh, the, the Chronicle whole, like, was Tetsuo... inspired by Akira. Just you know, I'm not surprised. Chronicle though is like yeah. Uh, okay, not, so he, he... <laughs> you you keep bringing up like things that have been inspired by this movie, right? 
Um, Everything, Nick. The the universe has been inspired by There's an immense amount of similarities with it, too, to Paprika. Like, I was constantly thinking about, like, all the... There's, like, weird, like, dream type... I don't even know. You know know when, like, the little tiny toys walk across the bed? Yeah, the the toys combine into a big mesh, and then the weird music starts playing. I'm like, oh, God, not Paprika I literally thought it was, like, it was the same sound from Paprika. I'm like, oh, okay, so... That's probably well, you know what? it was probably inspired by Acura then. So, and then like at the end <laughs> with all the weird stuff in the city, some insane shit happens, and then there's a gi- giant explosion. Like that's just that's from. So what I'm asking then is like if so many things are influenced by this, I'm assuming this is around the time that like anime would start being popular in the West, right? Yeah, actually, it's it's credited for um, bringing anime to Western audiences. Uh-huh. I so, thought that so, was yeah. Neon Genesis. <laughs> no. No. I thought that was Pokemon movie. <laughs> I thought that was Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu made anime popular. I thought that West. was Family Guy. <laughs> Ari, be very careful. I'm gonna lock my doors. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking about what, what is this doing that, that makes it so different than whatever came before like why is this the thing that made anime a, a thing let me tell you um well i guess technically it had a really bad dub in the 80s apparently <laughs> <laughs> the dub is really bad and that's all i have to say about it um have you watched the whole regarding... thing with the bad dub no i've seen clips of it and i just simply did not want to waste my time i i, so I did whatever. see clip i did look up clips of it just to see why it was so bad it reminds me of like the blade runner with narration Oof. where harrison ford's talking over the top of it it's um it's a piece of work um yeah anyway why 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 uh, is this what it is from like a technical standpoint um so most movie or most animated movies at the time uh, at least for anime mm. i believe were animated with 8 to 12 frames per second, and I Mm -hmm. think Disney was animating with 16 frames per second, but Akira, for most action sequences, where uh, it was animating with 24 frames per second. Um, And I I think you can tell by, like... Okay, I I don't know if you're making fun of that, but... No, 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 I I was blown back by the extras. 8 frames of that. That makes a big difference. Chad Akira... Well, when you're uh, that, yeah. when you're, yeah, it's a lot, especially when you're that far down. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn. That's like that's more than true. cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so uh. the, it, it's not for all of the sequences, but, uh, or all of the scenes, like maybe the ones that are less action packed, you're not going to see that, but it's definitely very dynamic. Um, yeah. They, anyway, I guess. I mean, that, that does explain like the explosions and why they like flow so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it looks good. It was a good looking movie. I mean, yeah, you're right, Nick. Like, the clouds of smoke are like poof. Like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, fun and to all, watch. all of the lights, all these fluorescent. It, it reminded me a lot of, um, see, me not understanding it. I'm like drawing on other things that are sort of mm-hmm. similar to it to compare. Um, it reminded me a lot of, of like the Metropolis skyline, just these massive like neon shots. Mm-hmm. It's like Metropolis, with but it's also like fluorescent, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought all the all, all the sky- <laughs> Metropolis directed by Joel Schumacher. <laughs> all all the skylines looked great, you know. Uh, I don't know if this, 
I guess if there was an explosion or whatever in Tokyo. But yeah, I thought it, I thought it looked great. It was yeah, it was gorgeous. I animated. agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying so hard to say yeah, good things. I, I think since, ever since I learned about <laughs> honestly, what like, this speak movie honestly, existed, yeah. ever sorry? since I learned that this movie existed and I saw like the initial cover art, I started seeing it in other places. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's parodied a lot. Like, I don't know. There's like, I realized, oh, I don't know why or where, but like the motorcycle or the pill jacket, like I've seen that places. Mm-hmm. Dude, Supreme um, actually collaborated on some streetwear a few years back with Akira. So, really? you might, yeah, you might, um, I don't know, might have seen that. Um, it is also parodied a lot, at least the poster. And there's there's one scene in particular yeah. when Kaneda's fighting the clowns, the part where he skids on the bike to a stop, that is parodied a lot in a lot of cartoons. Um, I yeah, know. I remember like the first the, the first episode of this season of Rick and Morty has an Akira reference too. They yeah does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he literally says yeah. like, "Oh, this is like Akira Rick." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't know. It, it's kind of big. Uh huh. It's kind, kind yes. of a big movie. Okay, but it's what I'm curious about <laughs> is curious. why is uh, his girlfriend come back after. He rides on a motorcycle with him, and then she gets sexually assaulted, pushed on the floor, and then she tells him to go away. And then he's like, oh, I care about you still. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I, when I was re-watching it, like, right before this, um, I was, I, it had occurred to me, like, why is she walking towards him? Because we see in the third act, like, he's really unstable. He has blown up a tank. He mm-hmm. stopped artillery in air, um, and he has pretty much obliterated a bridge, and she's still walking towards him. Um, I was, yeah, I was definitely a little. He just looks like he's he's not in control. Yeah, why? Yeah, I was like, he's why growing like <laughs> at an immaculate he's connecting rate. to his throne with a metal arm. It's like weird. Yeah, um, actually, okay, so so I was um, someone on the Akira uh, subreddit said that the, when she was crushed, that might have been his, his anus. So <laughs> she was crushed to death in his anus. Um, uh, okay, so but he got pegged. Really so... Way to go. <laughs> yeah. you, you actually bring up a good point in saying that, right? Because um, this I... movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm not saying <laughs> that. <laughs> not not that. anus. I'm saying just gross stuff in general. Like, not even just gross. I, I don't think I've ever seen an animated film with so much, like, there are people that get shot in this movie, and there's one, like, earlier on, where just a guy gets obliterated by bullets. Like, he explodes. I'm oh, like, yeah. Holy shit, I've, oh, never seen, I've never seen anything like it's that in an animated movie. Yeah. yeah. And that's, again, the disgusting thing at the end. It's just, ah. Uh, I mean, this is what I was saying, Nick, when you were like, oh, Watership Down, this is, like, so re- this is so R-rated. Like, uh-huh. this, this, like, hey, this I is, didn't, like... I didn't say that. Ari said that. I For, said they're that being the strangling scene. All the friends and family are being gassed. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, that pretends to be a boring. children's movie. This doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, that, that, that like does happen. R plus. <laughs> <laughs> Double R. 
it's an interesting okay. scene. Yeah, I like yeah. it, but you know. I liked. I liked. I think the gruesomeness uh, played in good role in it. Like it was gross, and I didn't, and I didn't like it. But I, it fits. like that. I didn't like it. Did its role. It's a like, dirty future, you know. Like mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing. Nothing is nice to you here in this future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I like it though. I'm glad. I'm glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm so it. happy to hear that. Like honestly, yeah. I don't. Everyone I've, honestly, I've only recommended it now to like four people i think but so far you know what i think three of them here success rate wait what'd you say oh no you three and then my cousin Mm. the tanky no not him um the the cool you see i i don't know your cousins you don't have to tell me which one (laughs) i probably wouldn't like this movie if i wasn't warmed up to crazy anime films by <laughs> your name and paprika i feel like it's yeah. a good steady escalation because uh-huh. like whatever one's definitely the more that. similar yeah when i thought of yeah. anime things i thought of like totoro and then like <laughs> okay this gives me really weird with your name and paprika's like oh this is gonna be really really weird uh-huh. so if i just dropped into this movie i don't know i probably would have been like i don't know shaking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i you know Fair. i I think animation movies are as legitimate as normal movies, right? Of course, yeah. Um, but there's something in my brain where when David Lynch does some weird shit or any director does some very weird shit on film, it's like it's like people I can associate with what's going on, at least. W- once you get into the realm of the stuff that this movie does, that Paprika does, less so with your name. I think I followed that one pretty well. Once just insane stuff starts happening, my brain doesn't know what to do. There's too much stuff going on because I have to register that it's animation, but it's also like these are supposed to be real people, but like what's happening, you know, I don't know. That might just be what's what's blocking me from uh, saying that that I, I really like this movie. Instead, I'm just saying I recognize it that it is uh, uh, I'm, I recognize it is what it is, you know, Um I'll just I appreciate take the part where you exists. said you think it's a really good movie. I'll I'll take yeah. the Oh, you're gonna edit this You'll episode. You'll edit this episode. Nice. <laughs> Save so much time. I like this movie. Um, um, should I like yeah. explain any of the themes? Um, oh yeah yeah. Go for it. If you if you want to talk about hey yes. before we talk about themes, Wes, uh, phallic imagery is there? Uh, uh, he squishes a girl with his anus. <laughs> <laughs> the bike Um, is a big symbol of big penis yes (laughs) exactly they keep fighting over this like red phallic looking object okay Mm. uh see tetsuo really wants canada's bike is that what yours look like (laughs) Like it's got wheels (laughs) (laughs) you watch it go Okay, never mind, guys. Yeah, your themes. <laughs> themes, right now, yes. <laughs> okay. We had to get um, our themes out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, this it's This is what we look for, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, like, the most obvious ones, uh, I think the three that are, I guess, the movie we're trying to get across, one, um, misplacement of evolutionary power, two, relying on false gods, and three... The youth are awesome. Old people suck. So, ah. it's pretty, I guess, nihilistic. So, this is an okay boomer movie. Yes. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's kind of, like, against the establishment because, first of all, 
Um, I mean, I said earlier about how the scientist is willing to sacrifice safety um, just for pursuing this unknown knowledge. And then you see this military commander who's basically running this um, weird experiment, which, by the way, we don't know where these kids came from. By the, the fact that he took Tetsuo off the street after an accident and he's like, oh, I'm just going to test on this kid. Like, that's a little suspect. Um, and then you also see the government and they're clearly inefficient. They're fighting and they can't really rally together to kind of make Neo Tokyo better because as we've seen, Neo Tokyo is like really shitty. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that. That's for the first theme. And um, I think like the evolutionary power is kind of self-explanatory. We see Kaneda and Kay in the prison talking and she's like, Akira's ultimate energy and everyone is born with this power and it's in theory that it's going to be the next evolutionary step above us but she also explains how if you give an ant let's say a human's ability it's not right there's a lot at risk here because they're not really made for that kind of intelligence a or theme i would say is equally well explored in super mario where they give him the big brain okay never <laughs> talk about that's true Ari. you tell him i just said that i will Nick never off. i will never get over that what what did, what did you say the big ring the big brain they give him okay so they put him in an evolution machine and they put him up to the next step so they come it's out basically smarter the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I just I just I I recommend three great films in a row and then Ari likes Super Mario more than any of them. I mean, cuz it's so I, bad sure it's, it's ironically a great. Good film. That's that's probably my that's favorite valid. moment from from this season other than me becoming a demon <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, sorry to interrupt your theme if you were if you were saying one. Oh, it's okay. Um I'll try to wrap it up. Because I don't want to, like, take up too much time on this movie. Um, I, I, then, no, I can, I can hear the restraint. You're trying not to talk about it for three <laughs> hours. Okay, yeah. Well, it's uh-huh. good that it's working. Um, and then, uh-huh. obviously, with False Gods, like, around the end when he, Tetsuo, is walking to the Olympic Stadium, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's the Messiah. And um, people are following after him. But this guy's unhinged. Like, he... The first thing we see him do in contact with people when he's finally awakened his powers, he decapitates them. Like that scene in the hallway where he escapes his room, he mm-hmm. just rips them apart. Like he's mm-hmm. not okay. And mm-hmm. he also, I don't know if this is intentional or this is just me speculating. I feel like by nature, he's just not a nurturing, per, like right protective person because when he's trying to... Um, when you see that the army shoots at the people following him, he gets mad, mm-hmm. but instead of, I don't know, like putting up a force field, he fucking like yeets the bridge. <laughs> everyone falls into the water and everyone dies. And it's so ironic. Cause I'm yeah. like, why aren't you just trying to protect these people? Um, I feel like by nature, he's just a destructive person. And I don't know if this is coincidental, but he only starts really mutating and losing control of his powers when he tries to do something that's not destructive he mends his arm i don't know if i'm doing uh something too analytical but 
that's just my take. <laughs> are you are you saying that this film is about mental illness? <laughs> oh, he's he's very obviously like mentally ill. And I'm uh-huh. not trying to say this in a mean way. Like he's suffering with some yeah. issues here, um, and like in the, no, I think this in is the this is our other recurring theme on on postpone. It's less jovial than phallic imagery corner, but <laughs> very constantly we'll 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 talk about these movies and be like, but is this about mental illness? Um, Something I'm, we might want to bring up later. That, just like Mario. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mario's about mental Mario illness. Mario gave me a mental illness. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I mean, if if we're, th- yeah. I mean, when it comes to legitimate themes of this movie, like in mm-hmm. the similar vein of what you're talking about, I just got a pretty simple like corruption, the power, the cor- uh, corruption from power, having too much power, how it can corrupt, and that's exactly. pretty much yeah. like exactly what they try to take in the. What was it? What was the movie that tries to copy this in real life, but is not Chronicle. good? Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah. Chronicle. I I I've, okay. I don't. Is that the one where this one guy just becomes super powerful and can fly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I didn't know that movie until you guys brought it up. Something's copying this because like I knew there was some live action film that copied it, and you guys said Chronicle. I'm just assuming that's the same one. Have you seen Chronicle? No. I just I've seen like it's like trailers for it and stuff. Okay, it's it's okay, you know. You think it's okay? I think he pukes in a girl's hair. I'm not Uh, saying it's great. (laughs) I'm not saying it doesn't have stupid moments. I like the idea of it. And that idea came from. Remind me, Chronicle (laughs) is the found footage superhero movie, right? Yeah. Okay, I think that's an okay idea. They just it's why is it the guy from Spider Man Two? You know. (laughs) I I have a question. If if this movie inspired so many other movies, what inspired this movie? God. Uh, I actually, I can answer that. I can answer that. Um, I'll make it quick. <laughs> so there is a movie that inspired this. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I think the English for it is Tetsujin 28. It was made in 63. Mm-hmm. And he, um, the director of this, I think worked on this project. I'm not sure. But both have a main character named Kaneda. And yeah, it's everywhere. Oculus, yeah, yeah. Um, the animation style is a little bit similar. Uh, one of the characters in Tetsujin Twenty Eight looks like Tetsuo when his hair has been cut. Um, so I there's definitely like some similarities there. I hate that it's not completely original, but you know, what can you do? It's still nothing fantastic. is. Well, nothing is exactly. No, literally nothing is. Mm-hmm. No. True. Except yeah, well, Super Mario movie. Ari. <laughs> you might be right, honestly. <laughs> you know what? You can't spell Mario without Ari. So. Yeah. That's true. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Okay. Are you satisfied with our discussion of your film, Rita? Um, one more thing. I think they might be making a live action eventually. I'm yeah, in I've despair. I'm actually in despair because, first of all, um, I don't really know if Taika oh. Waititi is a good choice. Um, I don't think Akira's I forgot. Kate... Yeah. I don't really know but about like, that. It's not going to make this one worse. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when when this, this happened when we were still in high school, there was a month where not a single day went by that Rita did not complain about the fact they were remaking Akira. Like, every single day, it's just like, Why? I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. If you, 
if you look at the Wikipedia for it, because there's, there's a page about it, and you scroll to the bottom, they list all the actors that they have reached out to. Uh-huh. And they are all white, except for Keanu Reeves. And they are all old. These are supposed to be Keanu Japanese teenage white. boys. Yeah, Keanu Reeves like a quarter Chinese. That. Oh, oh okay. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's. Hey it's man, you get four Keanu Reeves's and that's one white person, okay, Nick? <laughs> you just have to cast but them he, as four he's still characters. He's Japanese, and he's also old. Like these, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but they say in the movie like, "Oh, you guys are under 15. So. The Keanu Reeves hey, is under fifteen. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> the bike in this movie appears in Ready Player One. Well, it does. So this is the Shining. <laughs> it's well, the only good thing about that movie. And everything else about that movie Ooh. is... I have nothing... Hot I have like, some very crude things to say about it. I just won't. It says that the bike is also hidden somewhere in Cyberpunk. So... Oh. I mean... Like behind a wall? Like I'm hidden? not yeah. It's, yes, it's under it. the ground. Hey, that's pretty easy to get to. Oh, that's true. I have seen this, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad we're just shitting on a game that I've not played. Speaking of, have, have you shit. got it yet, Wes? You I'm not gonna have, play it. No. You don't have the means to play it, right? That's right. It's no longer on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of not on PlayStation, this episode is brought to you by the holiday season. Yo ho ho, cookies and dough. So twenty five percent off. Your, I don't know, Christmas joy? Thing? Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, 25% <laughs> off dopamine and serotonin and extra happy <laughs> Christmas vibes. Go to postpone forward slash Rita. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't tell them you can get dopamine for free. <laughs> That's what the government wants you to think, Wes. Uh-huh. Now we're on to uh, Grizz, Grizzly Face, Bear Man, Bear Cat. All right, yeah, let's, uh, we'll talk about my movie now, okay? Um, my pick for this week was, uh, none other than the 2005 documentary film by Werner Herzog, Grizzly Man. I will sum this up in two sentences. Werner Herzog makes a movie about Timothy Treadwell. Timothy Treadwell thinks he's a bear and then gets eaten by a bear. That's what this movie's about. Hey, spoilers! No, but they say this in, like, the first ten minutes, Ari. Spoilers for the, the first ten about. minutes. It's about, it's about the death of Timothy oh, Treadwell, coming. but it's more specifically no, it's more about, about... First off, before I even say anything about the movie, last week when I recommended this, I said, I'm recommending this documentary. We've never done a documentary before, at least not required. I said it's by Werner Herzog, and Ari said, yes! And that's the happiest I've ever been on the podcast. I'm glad... <laughs> I've made you aware of this director, and I'm glad that you like him, because he's a very strange man. I like his right? voice. And that's important, because as a strange man, he makes movies about strange men. We watch Fitzcarraldo, that's a movie about a guy with a crazy vision. This is a documentary about a real guy with a crazy vision. All of his movies, with a couple exceptions, are about guys that just don't fit in, and are like unapologetically different and they try to be different and they want to be different and they're usually unsuccessful at it or they're successful and then they get eaten by a bear right (laughs) um i think and he also he also focuses on nature a lot and how nature is at constant war with humanity um as he says like I, I disagree with Treadwell. I think that the base state of nature is chaos and pain. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he says that several times. Um, 
I think that this is a great documentary. It's one of my favorite documentaries. Um, I've only seen it twice now, but the first time I saw it, like, I, I, I really like this guy. He makes interesting movies, and the fact that this guy goes out into the, to the Alaskan wilderness and films bears, and all of his footage just works, like, like, it's put together, there's a lot of really gorgeous shots in context, you know? Like, all the foxes running around, and, like, the, the shots of the bears running along the shoreline with all the clouds going by. It, it's really interesting that, that a person like this exists. And something that I'm interested to find out about is, again, we've never done a documentary. This is a documentary about one person, and there is one person on this podcast who has consistently said that they despise real life and they think real life's boring. So I'm interested to see what Wes thinks about this guy. Um, I, I, I just think he's a fascinating person, you know, and my opinion of him changed on the second viewing. I went into it thinking he did a stupid thing. I still think he did a very stupid thing, but I, I think I'm more forgiving of that now because it almost seems like he's self-aware. Not about everything, just about the fact that he likes a strange thing and he just doesn't care. Which, you know, you gotta appreciate that. Someone who's passionate about what they're passionate about. Um, above all else though, this is a documentary, but it's also a film. It tells a story. It's a journey. And the filmmaking wise, I think this is how you put together this type of documentary. You know, it's not, it's got very specific interviews. The interviews are very weird sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to that. That's a common theme of his There's documentaries. One. There's, one. There's just weird, weird things in his interviews. Um, but he, he really just lets Timothy talk for himself most of the time. And I think that works. This is a portrait of a man who is no longer with us because he was eaten by a bear. Um, it's about, you know, it's about all of us, really. Um, I'm going to say, you know, I, I said it. I want to know what Wes thinks because he hates people. So let's see what he thinks. Alrighty. Well, I don't have much to say about this movie other than uh-huh. it's all right. It, 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 it does what it needs to do, and it gets what it needs to do done. Um, I I don't really know what to say much past that point. I mean, like, it works. It works as a documentary. And, you know, I've seen not a ton of documentaries, but I've seen a few documentaries. This is good. Um, I, don't, I, I don't even know if I've seen many documentaries that I could say I don't like, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen a ton that I can say I love. Uh, and, like, definitely not this one. I think I think it works. I think it's good. You know, the guy, the grizzly guy, he's interesting, uh, I guess. Um, but, you know, it's got, it, it definitely has style. I don't know if that, like, that doesn't necessarily make it, like, any better in my opinion. But, it, you know, it's 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 not just, like, over the shoulder, someone sitting in a chair, like, like mm-hmm. 90% of, like, documentary TV or whatever. Um, you know, you know, you can tell that Herzog is, is doing his own thing here. He's doing some POV shots. He's doing some commentating. Um, so good for him. But in general, uh, nothing about this movie got me like super excited about it, but also nothing was bad. Uh All right. Um, I'll do our guest next, I suppose. (laughs) Um, I wrote a page of notes and... Holy shit. (laughs) Listen, this is important She printed them out. Yeah. I did. I can't prepare because I had a lot to say about this movie. Um, let the, let the, the viewers first... hear the paper. Yeah. Give us some <laughs> Give a little shake. <laughs> there <Okay>. we go. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm, that's an um, A5 letter. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm tra- this is important. Like, I know this is going to be rude to say of the dead, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, 
Any sentence that starts with that. (laughs) Skipping the Ah. bullet points that, like, kind of give a synopsis of this movie, my first point is the word disillusioned. So, Mm. I hope this gives you some context on how I feel about this man. Honestly, I'm not... I don't really watch a lot of documentaries. I would have to say Mm. that it's probably one of my least favorite types of movies. Um, So, I kind of didn't really focus on the technicalities Mm. i was really more like what is this guy doing um because i don't know maybe i should just wait to unleash this tirade when we're actually (laughs) like Uh you know i i I do think we'll talk more about the man than the movie just because perfect like i i agree that I, i think documentaries are films but they're like they're like a completely separate category like there's genre movies and then there is documentary movies right and even me saying this is like my favorite documentary it's still like an eight out of ten like i find it extraordinarily difficult to say any documentary can be a great film they can just be a great documentary and so i think this is interesting because we can even talk about like you know how can a documentary be good or not you know um but but we'll, we'll get to that just you know yeah yeah, Continue. that's all you need to know about what I think about this movie. <laughs> all right. I, I, yeah, I appreciate the setup. A page um, of notes uh, incoming. Ari, am I going to be four for four on letting you down this season? No. I like this movie. I, like I this love movie. you. <laughs> I, I like this movie. I don't think it was, like, in crazy, crazy stellar, but I liked it more and more as it goes on. What I think the main thing that shapes my opinion or, like, that detracts from my like of this movie. Like, I love the what's featuring. Like, I love, love the story. I love Werner Herzog. But some, like, especially, like, he the, he builds this cast of characters, which it kind of it almost feels like he wants me to feel like they're significant, but he didn't really have very many friends. So it looks like at the end when they're spreading his things, it's like three people he just kind of met. I don't really have that strong opinions of, except the one girl who's like his, uh, like ex girlfriend from a while back. Mm-hmm. So like, I understand why she would be upset about it, but it, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as genuine because of how distant he was from everyone else. The movie really shined when we're just kind of being shown footage uh, that mm-hmm. uh, the man captured himself. Yeah. In a specific order. Yeah, I I think the mastery of this movie is in the editing mainly the the order and and that's why I think this works so much as a documentary is a lot of documentaries are I, I'm like kind of going into what I think as without having done a synopsis because like I don't know how you do a synopsis on this um I do think that the reason this works so much as a documentary is because of the order things are told to you it's not just people talking about him it's like we it it really does feel like this you know, 100 minutes is just a perfect summary of the last few months of this guy's life and then some of the context, you know. But also, it it feels like, it almost does feel like a film with, like, things being revealed to you in a certain order and, like, uh, we find out things about the character along the way. And I I just adore the ending when he he's, he's like, this is the last shot of Timothy Treadwell while he was alive. He seems to linger before going off the camera as if he knows that this is his last moment. I'm like, how does that, that, that's just a moment that happened, right? And he turns it into a spectacle 
by by giving it the significance of like a story behind it when in reality he just paused before going off the camera like this was just another shot to him so i think that's just the magic of Werner herzog but it, it does show like what documentaries can do if they really try i will try to briefly explain this movie um none of you had heard about this guy before right i had you had i heard of Werner right. herzog but not yeah no um, i heard about a guy who lived with bears and then was eaten by a bear yeah, he's he's the shitty equivalent of of uh, Jane Goodall. I'm not. I'm thinking of the Crocodile Hunter, but that also works. <laughs> he, he's probably more close to Jane Goodall because you know she goes and lives with apes or whatever. Was uh, she um, killed by an ape? No, no, nah, she's she's, so she's alive. alive and well. Hey, she's alive good, and well. Um, this this is a movie about a man, Timothy Treadwell, who for what for a multitude of reasons felt more comfortable being with the bears than with the people, right? The movie argues that he wants to be a bear. I don't know how true that is, but he definitely doesn't want to be a person, I think. He doesn't want to have to deal with that shit, so he goes off into the woods and he befriends the bears. They all have names. You know, there's Mr. Chocolate. There's, like, that's the only one I remember. Um, he, he names the foxes. You know, he, he does this over and over i think 13 seasons he goes out there to live with the alaskan bears um and in let the me end, say let me say real quick uh-huh. this guy's like from where we're from really yeah ah ulysses like, yes <laughs> no um uh he works at gulliver's which is across from the airport and then also like when they're interviewing like the parents or something it says like yeah, surf city true. in the background I, I did also notice oh. they mention um they mentioned uh I think Santa Ana they mentioned like some inland Orange County city at some point too, mm-hmm. I think. Um but anyway, yeah, this is a guy who, you know, as you'd expect, eventually a bear eats him, right? This is kind of inevitable. But I do think that the impressive thing is you really gotta think about bear attacks happen. There have been four this year that have killed people. Like, people get killed by bears. I'm scared of a single animal on this planet. I don't give a shit about sharks. I don't give a shit about spiders. Bears legitimately terrify me. They're so big, right? Mm-hmm. You can, People make memes about how leopards and lions are just large house cats. Like, bears are like dogs on cocaine that are <laughs> 17 times larger than a dog. They will just destroy you. There's a scene in this movie where two bears fight. And just watching oh two goodness. bears go at each other is terrifying. And that one bear, like, tears chunks out of the other one. Imagine that's you. You're you're gone, right? Um, I've mentioned before the bear story on the podcast. Like, uh-huh. bear, don't fuck with bears, right? Exactly. That being said, people die going out into the woods and getting eaten by bears that they've never seen before. This guy goes 13 times to the same place, and it takes that 13 years for him to eventually get eaten by a bear he's never seen before, right? Regardless of whether he's insane, there's something he's doing right, you know? He's not he's not an idiot. He's doing something idiotic, but, like, he definitely knows what he's doing well enough to stay alive like, for that I long, I was convinced you know? if he never goes to the maze or stays, like, past, like, where they begin to try to hibernate, I feel like... Yeah, I also have the impression that he could have done this for like many, many, many years going forward. He's really a libertarian role model, if you think about <laughs> it. You know, he's complaining about the park service. He just wants to go do his own thing, um, and in the end, I, he like he's constantly accepting the fact: if I die, it will be to a bear, right? 
He says it many times in the movie. He says, I might I might not come back. I might get eaten. One of these guys might try to eat me. Mm-hmm. That's what I want, right? They can decapitate you, he says, it's, very it's, many times. It's really hard to say that's what he deserved when that's what he wanted, you know? So I, I don't think he's an idiot. I do think, don't fuck with bears, you know? Pick... If you wanted to live with the foxes, I'd be happy, you know? I don't think he could have lived with the foxes without living with the bears, though. Yeah, he gets so emotional about, like, the fox that dies, you know? A lot of things. And as as we mentioned with Akira, yes, hinting at this man probably has something um, up with him. I don't know what. He gets so emotional about these bears, right? Which is nice that, you know, you get emotional about things you're passionate about. But... I don't know. It's 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 a little odd, you know. Um, he touches bear shit, and that's when he loses me. Really, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's obsessing. This was in a bear, you know. But yeah, that's that's Timothy Treadwell. The, I think the the only thing that I can really blame him for is the fact that his girlfriend also gets eaten. We very we know very little about her from the documentary, and that's kind of one of the interesting things. It's like there's this mysterious secondary character who shows up three times, right? Mm-hmm. He makes a mystery out of it, but it's just like this poor woman. Yeah, I was feel, scared of bears. That's you know? that's one of the things that she didn't you know, even want to be there. Makes me not like yeah. Timothy Treadwell as much. And I don't think that, like, there's no indication he forced her to go, right? Right, right, right. But it's like it's like like a cautious like I love you, so I'll go, but I'm not gonna have fun, uh-huh. you know. Um, and you know if she was willing to take yeah. that risk, because again, when they're talking about at the end, um, there's audio that we never get to hear of the the final bear attack was recorded right but the lens cap w- was left on so we don't get to hear it i think that's a an excellent thing for the documentary to do is to explain it to you there's the coroner guy i'll get to him don't worry um like there's all these hints at that scene and then we finally get there and he just says you need to destroy this tape and then we never hear it right i think that's great because mm-hmm. whatever you're imagining is worse Right, I'm imagining I'm the bear sure. attack and annihilation. Like, it's, oh my god! You know... <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Oh god, sorry. Ignore yeah, that. See, that's why I recommended this movie is because I know you like bear attacks. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh... I I forget the point I was trying to make there. Oh yeah, the girl they talk about how in the audio, like she's hitting it with a pan and he's telling her to run and she doesn't. You know, so even her death, I can't really be that upset about because. Like, she was willing to stick there with him. I think this is about two good people that died doing something very dumb, but something that they love doing. What I find um, curious, I guess, Ooh. is, like, he's always talking about how he has problems with ladies. And also, he is kind of an extreme oddball and is also constantly living with bears. Yeah. And he has these, says these problems about, oh, I have trouble, you know, with women. But then again, he always has women out there, and he had this woman who was like defending him to the death. Mm-hmm. And like, would any yeah. woman that would do that with him? It's like, I don't know what what game he's pulling, but I that you know that kind of just indicates to me that like that's more fuel for the him not being comfortable with humanity. You know, like the fact he doesn't recognize that there are people who legitimately care about him in that mm-hmm. way. He he talks yeah. like but an it'll only only if only he was gay, Nick. Okay. <laughs> that that part's so funny because he's just like, if only I were gay, but I bet gays have their problems too. Uh, you know, because like, <laughs> no. uh, like I, you know, I he's it. trying so hard to be to be nice. You know, I I think it, there's one part where when he's Hilarious talking about how ignorance. he's complaining about his problems with the ladies, he just uh he just goes, I'm good in the 
well, you're not supposed to say that. I'm like, you dog. <laughs> I didn't catch yeah. that. <laughs> I talked a lot. I have like a lot to say about this movie, if you can't tell. But I, I'll let you guys say something so I don't just talk for 30 minutes. Um, whoever hasn't said, Wes or Rita, if you have things to say about anything Rita has in the movie, plenty I guess. things to say. I do. I have a whole page. <laughs> I'm saving that just because that's about the guy, right? Yeah, okay. Before, do you have anything generally to say about the movie? Uh, one more thing. I, I, say, I got so excited because I knew this was by Vernon Herzog, but I didn't know he narrated it. Uh, I was just hoping. Yeah. And he started talking. <laughs> I'm like, yes. There's there's not a ton in this one, but there is definitely the good moments when he's like, I disagree, you know. Um, he still is the primary narrator. He seems to hesitate in leaving the last frame of his own film. It's the only thing I know. It's the only thing I want to know. The argument how wrong or how right he was disappears into a distance, into a fog. What remains is his footage. Yeah, there there are other documentaries he's done where he talks a lot more. The the penguin one especially, I'm sure you'd like. Is there a good um, penguin? Is there a good penguin documentary by him? Yeah, it's it's called like uh, uh I don't know. Um, that one's that one's Master that one's Commander. about Antarctica. Yeah, he goes to Antarctica. Um, and that's the one with the penguin that wanders off into the mountains. It's like no one knows where it is going. It will keep going even if you turn it around. But why? It's kind of dramatic. Yes. And while we watch the animals in their joys of being, in their grace and ferociousness, a thought becomes more and more clear that it is not so much a look at wild nature as it is an insight into ourselves, our nature. And that, for me, beyond his mission, gives meaning to his life and to his death. Uh, I, I was going to ask Wes about the music, because I actually think the music in this is really good. I don't know if you noticed it. I did. It's very, like, folksy. Uh, yeah. It's all right. Um, I, I it think fits. it works. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's, it's like how I feel about this movie. You know, everything everything uh-huh. fits. It's just nothing mm-hmm. makes me, like, super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was boring, because real life is boring. You know, Ari, I don't know if this guy, movie's real life. <laughs> if this guy... Well, cause, okay, because he relies a lot on the footage that he shot. And I really like that he'll include, like, the second takes and stuff. Because mm-hmm. that... Werner Herzog loves people. But I, I think he thinks people are characters. Because he really likes to focus on these people that have something about them. And he's like, they're they're all actors in the film of life, you know. Yeah. He's talking about how Timothy does not feel dead, you know. He 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 gravitates to a very specific kind of person. If that kind of person is not enough to convince you that real life isn't boring, like I'm sorry, I don't know, I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 trying to coax you into saying something, but if you if you genuinely, feel I like I, I honestly about it, don't know what to say. I mean, I feel like you and the Akira discussion. Like I I didn't dislike the movie. But I don't know what to say. Yeah. It's just it's you know it's it's a, it's it's a movie. Yeah. Is there anything that you particularly could say that you did like a lot? That I did like uh-huh. a lot. Uh huh. Anything? I like the foxes. No, the foxes I like I like I like the coroner interview. Uh, yeah. Because that one's bonkers. That guy is like on crack. Yeah. I feel like he... coroners might have to be kind of like just 
whack a little bit. Yeah. No offense to our corner audience. I'm <laughs> sure you guys are lovely people. Yeah. People people say like Timothy Treadwell's insane. No, that guy's insane. Yeah. Literally. I was handed garbage bags full of people, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who are you, Timothy? Who are you, Amy? And what happened to you? In the case of Timothy and Amy, what I had were body parts. Just the visual input of seeing a detached human being before my eyes. And also that one is like, Werner Holtzrog is like moving around and zooming in and that guy just like uh-huh. stares directly into the camera. Like, Yeah. See, that's he does this thing. He does this thing where he'll linger on people after they finish talking. And I don't know why he does that other than to like solidify like this isn't. This isn't edited. edited. I'm, he does I'm the same thing proving also, to you. He does the same yeah. thing also before they talk, also. Like, I noticed that a few times where it'll be, like, two seconds, and then the person starts talking. Yeah, and it, it comes off very strange, because a lot of the, so the friend that sometimes. has the ashes, a lot of her... I, I don't want to call them lines, because they're not lines, but a lot of the things she says her feel dialogue. very staged. But, like, you know they're not, because he's, he's proving to you they're not by having it linger on these, like, emotions. But it's like it's almost like cinema verite like the this is a documentary where the documentarian exists in the film mm-hmm. right like he's part of it the camera is a character in a way he even shows up um, in the shop when he's talking to her about the recording mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then that part at the end where they're all standing there like that's just what is that you know why are this congregation of people just throwing ashes <laughs> um the part on the plane when he's singing and it's just like, you know, I can visualize a tiny cabin cockpit where he's like this and the guy's next to him with the giant uh, camera. Uh-huh. You know? Just sing, just sing. Yeah, okay. it's very strange. I feel like it's just such a weird cast of characters at the end. Like if I died mm. and it was my ex-girlfriend and the pilot for my last airplane and the coroner <laughs> <laughs> were spreading my ashes and something like that. Yeah, it's it's just, I, I don't know if it's ever specified, like, Treadwell wants to, like, make a nature show, right? Like, that's why he's doing this. Because what else are the takes for then? No, he he records these and shows them to kids. Okay, so the... But he curses so much. No, but like, he edits that out. Yeah. That's why... That's He literally does a full 180 after he curses, and he's like, okay, reset. Hey, I it's, really had a fun time this year. It's so <laughs> funny when he chases the fox. He's just like, fuck, fuck my hat, you know? Uh-huh. It's so good. Let me see that hat. Ghost, I want that hat. Ghost, that hat is a very important hat. Drop it. Thanks. Oh, god damn it. I can't believe this. Ghost, where's that fucking hat? We've held it off long enough. Rita, I'd like to hear your dissertation. <laughs> um, okay. So, I guess, like, my main points about this guy are that he's kind of... On, uh, well, I guess take everything I say with a grain of salt because I'm not like super educated on bears and bear mm-hmm. behavior. But going off of what experts have said in the film, like that one museum, I don't know if he was a curator or something, mm-hmm. but I think he was kind of disillusioned. Um, I don't, I mean, other than I guess bringing awareness to bears, and I, I read, I that he made some kind of a non-profit, although I don't really know how successful it was. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really feel like Treadwell did a lot. Um, uh, <laughs> so, 
Like, I, I remember this museum guy saying, like, he's conditioning the bears to think that humans are safe to approach because um, they've probably not really had a lot of contact with humans. And then the one human that consistently meets them, because he goes every summer, I think, or fall, is Treadwell. And he's a nice guy. Um, so the problem mm. with that is that obviously what if there are hunters or poachers and they're not nice. So I guess rather than defending themselves, the bears are going to, um, not be as antagonistic as they should be. Um, Along with that somehow... point, if like someone like a tourist mm. comes in, if the bears that are too. too accustomed with, you know, people, I think like, oh, you're yeah. going to stroll up getting close to them. That's not a good thing. We want the bears to be away from people. If yeah, that means there, well, there is a shot where like the the boat full of people is standing there, and the bear's just like right in front of them, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and they're like throwing rocks at it. I was gonna say like I don't know how, like he's out there, you know. I don't know how many people are in the bear maze, but I think zero. I, yeah. Um, they said that was his only encounter with what he would consider poachers. Yeah. And those weren't even close to poachers. At least I don't think so. They were just smiling. They were just faces. posers. Oh. <laughs> it was actually um, Binksy who drew on that rock. <laughs> <laughs> As he says, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was and, but like, weird, that part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he was blowing something out of proportion. <laughs> Maybe. They, the bear drew the get, smiley face. He was like, oh, I'm so happy. They get the guy in the bear museum to talk, right? But there's also... There's the guy in the museum, and then there's the guy at the desk with the bear skulls, right? And they're, like, they don't really say anything, like, intensely negative about him. Whereas it's people, like, one of the, they talk to, like, one of the search party that went to, like, uh, scoop his guts out of whatever, you know? That guy is the one that says he's an idiot, you know? It's not people that know about bears that are calling him an idiot, which I think is really interesting. Well, the native figure... guy didn't have positive things to say. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, was he, was like, like... he just ruined like what we've been working to build for like 700 years or something. Yeah, mutual respect and distance. Mm-hmm. That That's true, that's true. But I, to his credit, he never pets a bear. He touches one's nose. But like he's not buddy-buddy with the bears. There's a lot of times where they'll walk within a foot of him and he'll go like, no, don't you dare. Like yeah, he's because otherwise he, he will die. <laughs> I think he just wants to be there. You know, he he loves the fact that bears exist and he wants to be with them. But he he also knows they're bears. Yeah, he, he never pretends the foxes. they're not dangerous. Yeah, the fo- the foxes are just the greatest characters, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. When the when the fox is walking on the town, ta- oh, too good. Yeah, sorry. Continue, Rita. <laughs> it's okay. I honestly, like, I'm going to have to disagree about the whole buddy-buddy thing. Like, yeah, I mean, he's not exactly, like, mm-hmm. petting the bears like a dog. But, like, why the fuck is he booping this apex predator on the nose? I think that is uh-huh. the dumbest thing ever. It, is, it has not I been agree. established. Mm-hmm. It has not been established that he knows anything about animal biology or ecology or bear behavior. He's just going out and he has a passion for animals. And I'm like, that's not enough. You cannot convince yourself that you're doing something good because you're calling them sweet names or you're following them around or you call yourself a kind warrior. Like, that's Mm -hmm. don't convince yourself that you're making a significant enough difference. And I Mm -hmm. feel like he's bitter when people contradict him. For example, the park service. Because they're setting all these rules that are there for a reason to protect Uh him. 
and he's like, no, fuck you guys. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Shut I hope up. I hope that the part where he curses out the park service gets shown to children. <laughs> uh, that's the most important part. Yeah. I will continue to do this. I will fight them. I will be an American dissident if I need be. There's a patriotic time going on right now, but as far as this fucking government's concerned, fuck you, motherfucking park service. Now Treadwell crosses a line with the park service, which we will not cross. He attacks the individuals with whom he worked for 13 years. I beat your fucking asses. I protected the animals. I did it. Fuck you. Ugh, I don't know. I just... (laughs) He's a... He's a card. I I say that there are aspects of him that are self-aware, right? Because he never ignores the fact that these are dangerous creatures. In my memory, I had thought that this was a guy that goes in with bears and is all buddy-buddy with them. But, like, as much as he loves them, there's never any point where he says they're not dangerous. He says these are things that could kill me and probably will. So I don't really understand the mentality of someone who's willing to say, yeah, I'll go do the thing that's going to kill me, you know? It's like, it's like, it's like... People that say, yeah, smoking will kill me, but I'll do it. Uh-huh. Except bears don't produce nicotine, so uh-huh. he has no excuse. So, I, mean, I don't know. Uh-huh. Some people are thrill seekers, you know. Um, he's just trying and to escape, and he just likes the bears. He yeah. thinks and the I bears. Think he also thinks I... he's raising awareness, which yeah. he says the kids love him. But he Maybe also says he's he protecting the bears. <laughs> from, from, the, uh, from all the other people who are there, Ari. From the park yeah. service. Yes. <laughs> From the foxes. Why doesn't he just work at like a rehabilitation service? I'm sure there are definitely like reserves. He where probably he probably doesn't think that's like I don't know. He probably is like no, my way is like the right way. I I'm the only one who knows how to do this. Like, I think he's just mental. He's got some mental things. Like absolutely the amount of, mental. The amount of like remember like the rain. Like I understand it's a bad thing, but the amount of times he's just like crying in the tent, spending nights crying in the tent, yelling, <laughs> "I don't believe in God," but please give these bears okay. some water. Really quick, you bring up an excellent point, Ari. I want to just mention. I don't even have that much to say, but the scene in the tent where he yells at God to make it rain is one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen put on film. <laughs> where he's just like he's so angry, he's demanding that God make it rain. Five seconds later, I am now a devout Christian, a Muslim, <laughs> a Hindu. Uh, it's it's so perfect. I don't know it's, what he, he thinks Hinduism is. He thinks it's like a cloud or something. He says it's like the people who followed the floating thing. Like, what are you talking about? I don't you know? know what he's talking about. I I I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with him, right? He's <laughs> he's way too emotional for it to be just you know a normal guy, but I. I don't see that much of a difference between him willingly going with the bears and me insisting that I think it's fun to have 14-hour shoot days and then stay up all night and then have another 14-hour shoot day. What's the difference between his going with the bears and my filming the ending the last week of Dawn of the Damned, you know? They're both things that are going to kill me. Because the bears didn't ask for it, Nick. Okay, if if you, like, have leaked footage where you, like, Uh talk like he does to himself you were there you know that's what i was doing <laughs> no you thing is this guy's obviously crazy Wes, right west vouch for me when i come I out like to planes. get the sd card you are a different you know, person yeah i i can't i can't blame a guy for being yeah. passionate do you, you know? so do you think the do you think there was anything crazy with him to begin with or his like either his passion and or just his um him just being on his lonesome 
like kind of turned know, him into I, what he became. Loneliness does things. Loneliness does things to people. <laughs> what zero he, pussy he, does to Emma? <laughs> Except he had women. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 it, what at least two pussy does to Emma? <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is a guy... Well, because there's also the part where they talk about, like, he, he was, like, an alcoholic for a long time, right? And he, he says the bears are what made him stop. He's like, I went to the bears and I saw that they needed someone to protect them. And I said, I can't do that if I'm if I'm drinking, you know? Is that the best justification to stop? I don't know. If it works, you know, what's wrong with it? But I, I just... I, I find it impossible to be a ma- mad at a guy who accepts the risk and says... You know what? I'll do it. And he doesn't kill any bears. He doesn't really touch them. I don't know how much he interferes with them. They seem to mostly ignore him. Um, I don't know if that's just because they're used to him. Um, I'm not saying his presence doesn't affect the bear's nature, but I also don't think he's causing any real problems. You he know? did get the and, bear and, killed, though. They did kill the bear that killed him. And so they killed Harambe. Is it Harambe's, <laughs> you know? Like... I'm not going to talk about Harambe. Okay? <laughs> but I will he, say... He'll be too mad. <laughs> they did say like his wish probably would have been that the bear that ate him didn't get killed yeah. you know i think he that says was that someone else's decision at some point or someone says that yeah so in timothy treadwell's perfect world the bears and the humans coexist i guess yes planet um, of the bears i really don't think he does anything wrong i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with him i'm just saying he doesn't do anything wrong uh mm-hmm. that's just my opinion though yeah yeah yeah, I'm just glad the population of bears is stable and they're not mm-hmm. threatened. Yeah, he actually made all the grizzly bears in California go extinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we talked a lot about you know, there's so much to talk about when, it, especially when you can talk to documentaries. Mm-hmm. It's just the content of or like the subject of the documentary versus the documentary itself. Yeah, I feel like the more we talk about the content, it just kind of is like. Is in tribute to you know how well the story was told on the ass- mm-hmm. like on the part of the documentary you know Werner Herzog. You know, suppose this was an essay on this. You know, I'd give him an A plus. <laughs> he did. He showed everything that was relevant. And again, we talked a lot more about him being a bear guy, but there's a lot about him as a person in there. I think, and that's not really something I can explain through the podcast. I think you do have to see it to understand how much this is just a movie about a man you know mm-hmm. i mean yeah like this it's the most pretentious like, thing i've ever said well no but, but like yeah. it, it, it it stuck out to me because like you know i knew that he died but i didn't know that they would just tell you he dies within 10 minutes so obviously they're not making it be like this like oh does he die like mystery thing it's like no they just tell him they tell you he dies so that you can focus more on his life yeah we're even in... so upfront with you like so genuine yeah. to you yeah yeah He's not trying to hide anything. He he knows how to tell a story, you know. This uh, there's a lot of similarities between this and and you know, I know Rita didn't see Fitzcarraldo, so I I hate to bring up things that she can't add to, but like when you look at this movie and you look at Fitzcarraldo, like there are definitely similarities there. We see a guy that's struggling to fit in, a guy fighting against nature, not so much fighting in this, so much so much as trying to exist in it. I, I think that there's just something that draws Werner in about nature and about crazy people because mm-hmm. he is himself a crazy person. Only a crazy man could pull a boat over a hill and then, Mountain. you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I do like, I, I also, I really liked the part, I can I can think of a, a, a scene that I really liked and it's when he's doing the take of like, he's looking at a bear and then it pauses and Werner Herzog's like, 
in real, uh, sometimes very rarely in real life, uh, extraordinary things happen. And it's because uh-huh. it's like he keeps recording, and then the foxes show up. You know, I I thought that I liked that part. Thank you, Vernon. Yeah. For, and I I think that part was good because Vernon was like, I I like the real life parts when things happen. <laughs> yeah, I I'm that's what I'm saying is like he gets amazing shots for for what this is, you know. Who? Um, Vernon or Timothy? Uh, Timothy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I I don't know how it's amazing how because there are a hundred hours that we don't see yeah this is just a select amount but there are a shocking number of perfect moments like the rain thing like like the moment where he pauses for the last time like when he may or may not have captured on footage the bear that ends up eating him you know he's like even after all of the things that timothy did i see nothing in this bear's eyes but (laughs) indifference and and hunger You know, uh-huh. I, it's 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 interesting. Someone accidentally made a perfect portrait of themselves. You know, yeah. I'm like... sure you could do the same with Donna the Damned if you looked for footage <laughs> of me just going like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like specifically in that uh, that quote that you said, like it's, I think that's one of the most pretentious things that I heard that actually I felt completely like agreement with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I it's like, you know, at that point, I'm not saying that you believe the bears are necessarily inherently good but like i i i look at that bear and i say yeah that bear is acting different than the others i don't know if i'm just buying into it or you know if there is something there so yeah do you do you have anything else to say rita um i don't mean to i guess like we kind of covered it like i think he was just overly Mm -hmm. sentimental to a fault Mm -hmm. Um, yeah especially that part where he's like oh my god there's shit you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what was going on there oh. but i was he was like this was inside wendy and i was like um yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just um, jealous <laughs> Jesus. Um, i don't know it yeah. was, i mean like i don't know was it i guess the wonders of nature i don't know what that was yeah. uh, was it worth it i cut you off the, no the, I'm, I'm just saying what to watch this did you get um, something out of this? Is it worth it? I'm sorry, but no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so well, sorry. you know what? I didn't get anything out of. Uh... <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> I won't. I won't say it. I won't say it. You know. But I, you, you get why I recommended it, right? No, I understand. I understand. Like I, I see uh-huh. the value of this movie, even though uh-huh. I'm extremely biased against it because of the person it uh-huh. portrays. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean it's bad. I guess it's just, um, I saw a format of movies or movie making that I'm used to because I just haven't really exposed myself to documentaries. So mm-hmm. I'm, I can't really say much about yeah. the film itself rather than the content. Yeah. I'll be shocked if anyone on the podcast ever recommends a documentary again. But like, because I was always saying I want to recommend one, but I'm just saying like, what, what do I do? You know, that's not. There's there's so many documentaries that I think are fine, but it's like how do you get someone to be interested in in a documentary? You know, um, Dude, recommend any Planet Earth, and I'll be down as hell. I I have considered recommending episodes of of Planet Earth. The cave episode of Planet Earth is incredible. What about the Cosmos? I, Cosmos. Cosmos. <laughs> Cosmos is good. I you know um, yeah, there are good. There's a there's a an IMAX documentary. Um, called like, uh, I don't know, it's called like Hell's Island or something. And it's about this island in the Antarctic region 
where it's just millions of penguins live there thousands and thousands of giant elephant seals are there it's like the migration place for a bunch of different species that's madagascar and, and the movie <laughs> basically yeah and these scenes of the elephant seals storming up the beach and they're these disgusting creatures like they make the worst sounds they fart constantly and they just <laughs> murder the penguins and richard attenborough is just calmly like and here we see the elephant seals feasting on the penguins you know <laughs> It's it's only forty minutes long and it's maybe one of the greatest nature documentaries I've ever seen. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it called? Yeah. I I want to say it's called Hell's Island. Um, I I'll, I'll I'll send I'll send you like something if I find it might it might be on YouTube. Awesome. Um, but, and it's also shot in IMAX, which is like how the fuck did they get these giant cameras to capture this? Um, but yeah, I will say, Werner Herzog. Yeah famously uh-huh. has said that this is one of the five greatest movies he's ever seen <laughs> yep yes in my opinion it's not even his greatest movie i've ever seen um but yeah. i think i think he was saying five best um five best documentaries i think he was oh, doing. oh, oh, oh it wasn't oh, five I, think, best, I, I thought you said it was yeah. five best movies i'm pretty sure it was because well because there's at least two other documentaries on there so i assume it is best documentaries um Oh, okay. Or it's like best films of the two thousands or something. Because I know one of the other movies that's on there is called um, "The Act of Killing," which is about like a genocide in in Indonesia or the Philippines or something. Which is also apparently really good. But he executive produced it, <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't know if he's biased. He there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Rita, for for listening to those words. Um, yeah. Thank you for. I, having I hate to. I hate to pull a uno reverse and and make you do what i did for akira um just sit there but it's okay i don't mind you'll get you'll get to talk a lot more now because ari has some questions for us now yeah so lucan has recommended the film coneheads it's up to you if you want to watch it or not but with that context he says um i just realized it's ari's thing to read he says this film came out in 1993 and it definitely has the 1990s film style from the writing, actors, sets, and music. Which got me thinking, each decade has its own style of film. And while I do want to ask, which is your favorite? I would really want to ask, what theme or style from any decade is still used to this day? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess there are two parts to that. What's your favorite decade of film, I guess, is the first question. Me? Um, anyone? Anyone want to ask? This decade. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, or or last decade, I don't know. Like, I think movies get better. I would agree, and there are more of them that I get to see, or like that I end up seeing. Well, here's uh-huh. the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I like better about new movies than old movies. Old movies mm-hmm. are censored. Okay, Hitchcock movies, movies make it are real. Hitch- <laughs> yeah, Hitchcock movies make it seem like like husbands and wife all they do is hold hands okay which i i, <laughs> hey, I highly doubt was the case a, when he thin when... man they sleep in different beds remember yes exactly old movies yeah, are censored and i don't like that okay and so yeah that is why i have to give the best century to the 2030s but that you know that that i think in context you gotta you gotta recognize you know I know just what... no i know nick but we've talked because about film, this films, i don't i I, I, I watch films i watch films from my perspective today, not from the perspective of the time. So yes, um, okay, okay. So okay. yeah, that is why that is why you know there are there are obviously good old films, but I'm mm. I'm just saying like in terms of like some sci-ability, sci ability. Ah, 
I don't know what word I was trying to say there, but um, it's stylistics. But um, well, because is there really a 2010 style movie? Because like I I know what he's saying. Like 90s movies feel at least ones that aren't like super art house pop 90s movies are the cringiest thing on the planet yeah you know? but i think it i think it's good that 2000s movies and 2020s i don't know anyway movies in the 21st uh-huh. century don't have a solid because that just means that it's very varying right that you get a lot of uh diversity in the types of movies well i'd argue that it's like a bland style right because i there are a lot of good movies now i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you but like I think there's the same ratio of good movies each year, you know. Even if there's more now, I think percentage-wise, it's been the same. That means there's more good movies, though. Yeah, but I think more movies being made is always a good thing because then there's greater chances for a good one. The decade that I have the most 10 out of 10s from is the 70s. Um, I think out of my top five movies, three of them are are 70s movies. Um, Patton, the two Godfather films, Apocalypse Now um jaws are all 70s movies and 70s movies have that like a a very specific like visual style to them i think they're all grainy i like me some film grain you know so they're Um, old is what you're saying yeah i I like (laughs) an old movie (laughs) um i feel like a lot of the style and stuff does is not like you know come from the film or more just from the technology that was available at the time like Mm -hmm. if you had the same people plot and everything for like some of these movies Mm-hmm. And but they were live now, and they probably make it, you know, with a higher budget, maybe look better, and mm-hmm. the f- film grain would be that. Uh, do you think that detracts from the movie? No, I'm just saying visually, I like film grain. So yeah. you want them to remake all those movies that you said? Uh, no, I want them to just <laughs> show those movies to me again. You know. <laughs> well, I uh, I mean, yeah, Rita, Rita, you can. I guess we answered both of those questions at once, though. But yeah, what what, what do you think, Rita? Um, I don't honestly know. Like, I made a list of my favorite movies for some reason. Um, most, many of them, like, at least half are in the 2000s and 2010s. Um, I do have Mm -hmm. some that are from the 80s, from the 90s, a few black and white ones. I honestly don't really think it matters just as long as it's um of a certain genre or just entertaining i don't know it's kind of hard for me to pin down i don't really feel like i have a specific year bracket well what is your favorite genre horror or (laughs) sci-fi so what is the best era of horror then because i think you and wes might actually disagree on this Again, I don't know. I feel like it's still not not like I can't even say anything by date. I have to speak by genre. So speaking by subgenre for horror, um, Supernatural, which by the way, I don't think American horror gets Supernatural right. And I will go on a tirade if I speak any further on this topic and you guys don't want that. Um, so that's that. I like Supernatural <laughs> horror. And I think it's dead, ironically. Um, yeah. Ha uh-huh. ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. Ah. Uh, do we want to do the movie? I get it. Do you want to do Coneheads? Like, I I don't, but like I also don't care. Like, I'm fine <laughs> if we do it. Same. 
We'll, 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 we'll think about it. We'll surprise you. It. We'll keep you on your toes, you know? Okay. Um, the audience right. doesn't need to watch Coneheads. We have two more questions. Ari, I have just texted you our next one. Oh, jeez. We do. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're quicker, I think. Um, what is your favorite Echo! Christmas movie? <laughs> and, okay, so first off, we're going to have to define what a Christmas movie is. Is it a movie that's... I think we should just find the Christmas movie as a movie that's about Christmas, not just one that's involves christmas or is it so die hard christmas? doesn't count so die hard doesn't uh, count I, oh I got... ari's ari's making bold claims already I'm that i don't care about scope of this question like specifically for yeah. now <laughs> i i i i got in an argument on the internet with a guy about whether or not it's it's a christmas movie not even like i think die hard's all right but i don't like watch it every christmas like some people but i still do think it is a christmas movie because christmas like it it's not just in it like it is integral to the plot it has to happen on christmas eve because then the hotel is empty you know um but what if it was on uh, uh, it could have been it could have been uh, like easter sunday yeah, you know thanksgiving but, eve but, um but i i assume it's saying what's your favorite actual christmas movie i watched the muppet christmas carol recently it's pretty good i'm not really? gonna lie okay. it might be the best adaptation of christmas carol like it is, Ooh. I didn't, I didn't expect it to be like, uh, like there are verbatim lines. They sing songs that obviously aren't in the actual book, but like they use lines from the book in the songs. It's like, whoa, I didn't. I, oh, beautiful. I, whoa, whoa, they yeah. said beautiful fools in the, in the song. They they did. They did. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty good. I like It's a Wonderful Life, you know, I think, I think it's mm. uh, classic, you know, I'm personally um, I like Polar Express of, of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I think people sleep on Polo Express, though. I was watching uh-huh. it the other day because, you know, Christmas, and it has gotten so creepy looking. Yeah. <laughs> However, if this, it, just, it has it the feels... guy from Greyhound, though. It does. It has <laughs> the guy from Greyhound in it. I just think it's kind of magical, though. I just I think it's such uh-huh. a great movie. Um, it is. Yeah. Also, the animated ones, like the Rudolph animated ones, and like the Jack Frost ones, like the stop motion. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown Christmas. No, no, like good. the stop motion ones. You know those? No, I, I know. Okay, I yeah. know. I'm just saying, do you like, because, you know, those are all 60s things. Yeah. The, the, he's got the tiny tree, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's cute. cute. I feel like yeah. it doesn't compare to the stop motion ones. Though. I don't know, there's something in my, yeah, uh, enough, maybe, I enough. guess in my childhood nostalgia holds those above the rest. And then also uh, Polo Express. I just realized I actually know Wes's answer. You do? And I want him to say it. I want him to say it. Say it, Wes. All of the other reindeer. <laughs> yep, I knew it. Well, you All knew right. that. Yeah, you've. I think you. Maybe we've answered this question on the podcast last Christmas. <laughs> it's so but... good. It's so good. Yeah, it's alright. It's like yeah. the only one I like. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I, I can't really think, think of any other Christmas I've heard movies of it. that I like. It's. It's. It's so good. There's a. There's a penguin that sells fake Rolexes. Okay, like how can you not love this movie? Okay. Um, okay. There's this there's this dog named Olive and he thinks he's a reindeer and so Santa says that he needs all of the other reindeer to help him and he, Olive thinks that he's saying all of the other reindeer because he's just like he's not really a reindeer but he thinks he's an other reindeer so he goes on this journey to the North Pole and then helps Santa and then yeah and there's a penguin yeah oh it's beautiful what about you Rita um I guess. Uh, at the risk of sounding like an edgelord, I, I think like it's, I just prefer darker movies and Christmas movies by nature aren't really mm-hmm. dark. Um, 
So I don't really care much for Christmas movies. Krampus. But what have about the Black, Black Christmas. Isn't that a movie? That's a horror movie. I watched. I watched Black I mean, Christmas yeah, a few days ago. Like... Black Christmas. Black Christmas is like proto slasher. You might think that's interesting, because really? that's like that's slasher before Halloween, before Texas Chainsaw. Ooh. Like that is, it's more of a mystery movie than a slasher, but it it, it works. It's it's pretty good. Um, Black Christmas is the movie I recommend. Uh, oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I you should watch that then, Rita. If you want a dark Christmas movie, watch Krampus or watch Black Christmas. You recommended Krampus? Uh. <laughs> I, I've never seen Krampus. You I did, Ari? A... Yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we have one more what question. What was your answer? Sorry, I missed it. Oh, I mean, oh, none. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> all right. This is our question, Ari. You got to read it. Okay. Um, Tom Holland, or Tom Chalamet. That's huh? Timothy Tom... Chalamet. Who do I prefer? T- Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. That's the question. Tom oh, Holland. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy all Chalamet. the fucking way. You are you are you a a, a Chalamet girl? Oh fuck yeah! How could I not be? <laughs> the boy. What about? What about you, Wes? Are you you're a Chalamet girl? I am I not a Chalamet girl. I, okay, I don't I'm like look. I haven't even seen Tom Holland in anything other than Spider Man. I don't even like his Spider Man movies. But like, I don't think I've seen a movie that has Timothy Chalamet where I, where I haven't hated the character he plays. I don't know how he is as a guy. But like, I I hate him in Lady Bird. I hate him in uh in Interstellar. Interstellar. I I I think he I don't know. He's hey. kind of annoying in Little Women. Uh, okay. I don't hate him in that, but uh, yeah. yeah. He he's he's I I haven't seen uh, White Moonlight, but um, I actually can't remember the name of the movie. What what's Call Me by Your Name? Call Me by Your Name. Call Me by Your Name. <laughs> I haven't seen Call Me by Your Name. I'm assuming he's good in it. You know, probably. I think Timothy Chalamet is a better actor than Tom Holland. Period. Just wanna... Wait. However, I do want to see Tom Holland in uh, The Devil All the Time. I want to watch that. So we'll see. Because, like, he's literally typecast into the role of the guy who constantly has his voice breaking. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I want to uh, see him in well, something. Well, because that's what he looks like. He looks like the kind of guy who would constantly have his voice breaking. Well, what about him in Uncharted? Yeah. <laughs> that that's proves my point. I, like, he's like this, like, like, this guy who's, I guess, supposed to gain confidence or something? I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. Um, I would like to see him in a role beyond this mm-hmm. set that or this mold that spider-man has put him in because i think like that's his most popular oh, i'd like role. to see that, that. i just it. don't i'm not confident he can do it i timothy Sh- we, we talked about this before i don't i don't know if tom holland can pull off a character older than 18 and he's already like 20 something right? i feel like i would like tom holland a lot in person however i think i'm gonna go in terms, in terms of you know what I've seen on screen, I'm gonna go. I might go Timothy Chalamet. Uh, wow, so I'm the only Netherlands stand over here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I I get where you're coming from. You know, I I'm saying maybe I he's like a good him. actor because he's good at making me hate these characters, but uh-huh. I don't like those characters. Oh, even that being said, like I'm I don't know, like Dune. I, he also know? gave everyone at NYU chlamydia. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, did he? I heard that's just something that Twitter stand started. And I'm going to be honest. I don't trust Twitter for shit. 
So well, I I go there. Um, and I got oh, it. Oh, you too. got it from yes. him. Yeah, That's the real reason you didn't pick him. All right. Um, I those were answers. I think. Um, Woo! We did it. We did an episode that was. Look, we recorded for a long time, but that means this will be like an hour forty once I edit it down. Jeez, oh, we just passed um, two hours. That was that was our our thank you very much, Rita. Thank for you, Rita. Talking thank about you. these movies with us. It was very that was very good. It's been fun um, having you on here. I hope you, you had a good time. I had so much fun just yeah, talking I'm, I'm, and I'm everyone glad. listening yeah. to me. That's what we do. Um, and also thank I'm you sure very much happy. for your recommendation. No matter how much I liked the movie, which I did like it, <laughs> I think it was a fantastic recommendation. I'm so I'm, happy. I'm to sure hear you're that. most excited to have talked about Akira with people. I'm like, oh, um, I'm I'm ecstatic because I can't talk uh-huh. to my parents about it because they're like, why are you still watching this movie? Which okay, granted, it's fair. <laughs> I've seen it ten times, and then yeah. my sister's like, Rita, shut up. So you know. Yes, and now for well, every episode until the end of time, we will talk about this movie. Yay! Yeah. Um, th- uh. That being said, now time for the recommendation. It is time for Wesley to recommend the next movie. I hand over the reign to you. You now host the episode, Wes. Thank you, Nick. Tell for us, my next movie, what have you picked? yes, for my next movie, I've picked a movie that I believe none of us have seen. I know I myself have not seen it. Um, oh, Ari, you know what it is? Uh, <laughs> what do you think it is, Ari? Oh no, I just gasped. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, viewer, what do you think it is? You're right! It is that! Okay, um, and as the viewer has so well guessed, uh, this is a movie that I know, you know, not much about other than I have heard about it. It is based on a book, which I had not really heard about, which is based on an opera, which I have heard about and have seen multiple times, and I, I think is actually pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, so, uh, without further ado, next episode we'll be watching the 1993 film... M Butterfly, okay. Oh. So, I, M. I I'm assuming Butterfly? none of you have seen this movie. Um, yes, yeah, so 1993 film. I've M never Butterfly. heard of this film, so I would not have you, guessed it. You said, "Holy shit, it's a Cronenberg film." Okay. Um, you said opera, and I immediately thought I can think of one opera, and it's Madame Butterfly. Um, well, you guessed it, Nick, but you didn't. Uh, you did it, Wes. You recommended a Cronenberg film. Yes, I did. I I do you know anything about this movie? I've never I didn't I didn't know it existed until now. What is a Cronenberg film? He's the director. He directed uh, The Fly. He directed The Fly. One he directed Videodrome. He did Naked Lunch. He makes very disgusting movies, and he also made Cosmopolis. Yeah, uh, which is disgusting. Which is a watch. different kind of disgusting. Yeah. Oh, so this is gonna be disgusting. Well, I don't who know. Who knows, Ari? None of us. But anyway. Uh, next time on the podcast, make sure, uh, viewers, you listen to that and make sure, no, make sure you watch that and then listen to the episode and make sure you also, uh, give us a great rating, uh, five stars out of four, um, top comment on all, all our things by our, what, what are we sponsoring this episode? Our Christmas spirit. No, dopamine. Uh, <laughs> uh cookies, like yo ho ho, I don't know, but it's, uh, postphone.com slash Rita. Um, thank you for uh-huh. listening to this episode of Postpone number 55 uh, with our great guest Rita, and uh, hope you have a great day.